to another episode of Grow It Minnesota. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I do not have a guest, but I wanted to talk with you directly about the weather and what's a gardener to do when spring throws us a curveball. Well, for those of you who are tuning in later, I just want to set the scene. It's Monday, April 19th. This morning when I walked the dog here in St. Paul, Minnesota, it was a beautiful 26 degrees and the snow was fluttering about us. So yes, it has been a cold spring in Minnesota. And for many gardeners, it's kind of been disturbing. Like, what are we supposed to do now? Well, let's be honest. It is Minnesota. Spring is a curveball. And we really, in April, have no right to expect much of anything. Um, Normally, let's talk normal, normally the averages are supposed to be in the 50s for highs and in the 30s for lows. But if you remember four years ago, on April 19th, we were digging out from a blizzard. Now, last year, I had daffodils in bloom all over my yard on April 19th. So, It can be really a curveball in spring under any circumstances. But spring 2022 has been cold and consistently cold. That is, we've had very few days where the temperatures have jumped up in the 60s or maybe like a 70. No, we've had no 70s. And the weather forecast I watched last night indicated that we it's possible we may not get blessed with a 70-degree day until early May. So the past few weeks, we've had lots of lows in the 20s. And up north, of course, it's been even colder. And North Dakota, those poor guys are digging out from another blizzard. But we've had very few highs above 50. Now, fortunately, the weather folks are indicating we might might make a turnaround in the next uh, week or so. So what's a gardener to do? Well, let's start with the good news. You know, putting it in perspective, a slow spring is really, really much better than a spring where we have a lot of warm temperatures in March and then a big freeze. Um, 2012 was 10 years ago, but I still remember well that we had a very early spring that year with lots of warm temperatures in March. And my cherry tree, And a lot of apple trees in Minnesota began blooming in early April, like four weeks ahead of their usual schedule. Well, of course, the inevitable happened. We had a hard freeze and many fruit crops were severely damaged that year. I ended up covering my trees with blankets to keep them from losing the crop. Um, But And that's disappointing for gardeners when something like that happens. But if you run an orchard, it's really bad. It's devastating. So the later the warm-up is, the better it is for some of the more sensitive crops like fruit. And it's also worth noting that all the rain and snow we've gotten this spring has gone a long way toward alleviating last year's drought. So when things do start warming up, the moisture that our plants need will be there. Okay, let's talk strategy. So first things first, I would not worry at all about flowering trees, shrubs, perennials, or all that little bulb foliage you're seeing out there. Don't worry about those plants. 
They know when to emerge from the soil and they'll wait until conditions are favorable. Um, one of the things those of us who are in the more warm parts of Minnesota may notice is that once blooming starts later this month or in May, everything will bloom at once. Magnolias, rhododendrons, tulips, crocus, daffodils, all of that's going to just pop up and bloom at once. It may They may even start to overlap with things that we think of as more mayflowers, like bleeding hearts, for instance. Now, folks in northern Minnesota see this every year. It's like a compressed season of bloom with spring and summer plants kind of all pushed together. And it is glorious when it happens, but the wait must be very, very hard. So patience and perspective, don't worry about things that are already in the ground and already growing. The real questions for gardeners are related to annuals and vegetables. And let's talk first annuals. So pansies are the most traditional and hardy of the spring annuals. And many, many years I have a pansy bowl on my front porch by now. I do not this year. They can take temperatures in the high 20s overnight if they have to, but they don't like it. Um, and your best bet is really to hold off on putting pansy bowls out until the nighttime temperatures are at least in the high 30s pretty consistently, which I think will be in another week or so, maybe even before that. So look at the long-range forecast, and you could probably buy pansies if you like that later this week, and they do fine. If for some reason you get a really cold night, just put it in the garage or the house for the one night, and, and you should be good. Other annuals, for the most part, I just really hold off, and I do this every year, till, till we get into the warmer parts of May, sort of past May 10th. Okay, let's talk about last frost date. In Minnesota, the last frost date is the last date in the winter when frost is likely to happen or is going to happen in some way. But And I've heard some horticulturists in Minnesota and the Twin Cities say that the Twin Cities' last frost date should be moved back into April. But for my personal planning, I stick with May 10th. And I really don't put out a lot of annuals, especially anything that's tender, until about the 20th of May. And even then, only after taking a real good look at the long-range forecast. Of course, in terms of last frost date, you can look it up on the internet for your specific area. Most of Minnesota is between the 3rd and maybe the 20th of May. Uh, but the further north you are, of course, the later it's going to be. Always check that long-range forecast their plants is that if they're waiting at the nurseries and garden centers, good nurseries and garden centers have heated, managed greenhouses, and they can hold those plants much more comfortably than you can, unless you have a greenhouse or some other way. But they really know how to take care of plants in the early spring in Minnesota, so that's the best place to leave most annuals. Now, I have noticed that some big box stores have already got warm season plants, like even tomatoes, on display. And I was relieved to see the tomatoes that I saw were on wheeled carts and they were being brought in the store during unfavorable times. But I would just you know, note that if you're seeing a tomato that big, it may have been grown somewhere much farther south of here. 
and it isn't necessarily going to do well. So be careful if you buy something there. Note that it might be inexpensive and you might be willing to wanting to give it a shot, but um, they also may be struggling. So I check the roots, make sure they look healthy. Be, be prepared to baby a plant if you do buy it from a, from a big box store. Okay, let's talk vegetables. And when you're talking vegetables, you're talking seeds or plants, starting with the seeds. So one of the key factors for germination of seeds in the spring is soil temperature. And I got a couple of questions over on Instagram that are basically about seed germination in the spring. One had to do with carrots. The person had planted carrots a couple of weeks ago. She hadn't seen any germination yet. and She's wondering, well, should I just throw in the towel and plant more seeds or whatever? Carrots will germinate. They will germinate at a temperature of 40 degrees or higher. But at 40 degrees, it's going to take them 50 plus days to germinate. So if your soil temperature is in the 40s, you should know it's going to take a long time for those seeds to germinate. If the temperature is 65 or more, a carrot seed will germinate probably in a week, maybe 10 days. And every seed has this kind of range. They have a temperature at which they will germinate, but it's going to take forever. They have an ideal range where they'll germinate pretty quickly and with a great deal of health. Or... They, and then, of course, they also have temperatures at which it gets too hot and they won't germinate. If we're in a cool spring, you have a couple of options for what to do to get your vegetable garden going while we wait for the soil to warm up. Of course, the first one is to warm up the soil yourself. And you can do this by installing a low tunnel. These are very simple little frames you put up and you throw some plastic over the top. And especially if we get a sunny day, if we ever get a sunny day, um, a low tunnel is great for warming up the soil pretty quickly. You can get a cold frame. Those have been used for, you know, a gazillion years. And those will also stay warm and keep the warm up the soil below them. I'm going to put some links in the show notes and I'll put them over on Instagram and Facebook as well to ways to warm up the soil using these season extenders. The second thing you can do is start the seeds indoors. So, of course, with things like tomatoes and peppers, these other warm season crops, if you're going to grow from seed, we Minnesotans all start from seeds indoors, under lights, and that's how you get them going. And there are a lot of vegetables that the packet will say best if they're sown in the ground or outdoors without transplanting that you actually can transplant. Um, so, for instance, a lot of people will start lettuces indoors and then plant them outside. They, that works really well. Or even broccoli or cabbage, these so-called cold season crops that still can be planted outdoors. Um, you could start them inside and then plant them outdoors either under a cold frame or, or just out in the garden once it gets a little warmer. And they'll do just fine from a pre-started seed. I got another question on Instagram about starting pea seeds. And basically she said, is it too late to grow sugar snap peas? Because peas don't do well when it gets warm. They like a cooler, more moderate temperature. Um, and it is if it's been damp, I mean, pea seeds will kind of rot in the soil. So one thing you could do is you could warm up the soil a little and put them out. 
Another option that I just saw, and I will put a link because I'm going to try this year. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to try it, is to germinate the seeds indoors in a paper towel. So you dampen the paper towel and you put the seeds on it. You tuck it in a bag. You put it in a warm place. In five or six days, there'll be a little shoot coming out, which is the root of the pea. And then you plant that. You take that outside and you plant that. So you've given it a little bit of a head start on the cold temperature. So it is germinated and hopefully We'll have a slightly warmer temperature at that time, and they may grow really well. So I wouldn't give up on peas right now. Another question that I got on Instagram was about watering. And the author said, well, should I be watering dry areas if it's going to freeze overnight? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. Water is actually kind of an insulator. So if an area is dry, give it some water during the day when it's a little nicer, as long as it'll as long as it'll percolate down, give it some water, and that'll actually help plants when uh, when things warm up. So that's what I've got for you. Basically, take heart. The weather will change. We live in Minnesota. Warm up your soil through a cold frame or a low tunnel if you want. And if you're starting plants indoors, keep them nice and snug until things get a little warmer. Check the show notes for a lot of links to other information, including a chart related to the soil temperatures and when seeds will germinate. Well, thanks for tuning in to this shorter episode about the weather and what Minnesota gardeners can do in the spring. I really appreciate you tuning in to Grow at Minnesota. If you want to help me out, you can leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That helps me connect with other gardeners. See you in a couple of weeks with a regular episode. Thanks and stay warm.